Hi, everybody. This is Phil the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com and Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Do you like television? Do you like talking about television? Do you have problems and can't sleep at night? If you any of those things are true, come on down and join Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Phil's recap and review or check out IssuesProgram.com to check out our stuff. Basically, what we do is we talk a lot about television, some movies, but mainly television. We do post-episode recaps, live viewings, drunk commentary games, and just general analysis. So if you love television, you don't have a ton of people to talk about television, or you just cannot get enough of some of these awesome shows like Vikings, Better Call Saul, Westworld, Game of Thrones, even The Walking Dead, and some other random shows that just pop up here and there. If you cannot get enough of all those programs and you want to talk about them... Jump on over, join in the live motherfucking chat with some of the best people in the world that all share their thoughts real time whenever we go live. So if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you follow the YouTube channel by clicking that little bell thing, you can find out anytime we go live. You can also check out issuesprogram.com for a backload of all of our stuff and check out our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, and lots of other places. Huge thanks to all of you and hope you check it out and hope you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Boston Bastard Brigade, Electric Sisterhood, and On Mystery Hand proudly present No Points, No Race, The World's J-Pop and Alternative Hotspot. and wenches, welcome to episode 295 of No Borders, No Race. I am your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo. Thank you once again for tuning in. Today, I want to start things off by giving a huge congrats to one of our own in the land of Esh, the boss lady, BC Rowe, who has worked her ass off these last few years, is now officially a member of Team Xbox. Specifically, Rowe will be working with the dudes over at Bethesda. So, Doom Guy... BJ Blazkowicz, they have to answer her now. And as you may know, it's not easy to get into the gaming industry. And Roe isn't my only friend in said industry. You need to know the right people. You got to go to the right places. Sometimes you have to go back to college and get another degree under your belt. And of course, the most important thing, you need to hustle. Sometimes you need to hustle outside of the gaming scene too before one can even enter it. And Ro did all of that. And I cannot be more proud of her for finally achieving her dream. This weekend is PAX East. And if you are someone that wants to be in the industry, this is the weekend to start your homework. You need to network, ask the right questions, and even spruce up your damn resume. One cannot expect to waltz into an industry and have everything handed to them. It don't work like that. So please, take a cue from Roe. Get your ass out there and prove that you belong. Consider that today's lesson as we get this show started. On today's episode of No Borders, No Race, Egyptian gods bring forth one unique superhero and a member of the Three Kingdoms takes a crack at being a music manager. We also continue our spotlight on Boston Axe performing at this year's Boston Calling. Plus, on this week's A Bastard Soapbox, well, it's April, and you know what that means. But first, 
Let's dive into this week's playlist. Remember, as always, if you like what you hear and would like to support these artists, you can find their music on CD Japan, Amazon, Yes Asia, Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, the band's official sites, and your local record store. We're beginning things with Kanaboom, who just released their latest album, Honey and Darling. This track from that record is called Dance to Beats.
passion, freedom, knowledge. The Abstract Japan Podcast at abstractjapan.com. Make me up, make you up, make you up. Same day, don't make up, no make up. Me mo akichatta de. Make me up, make you up, make you up. Same day, don't make up, no make up. Mada okichatta me. Mouthful, Bungaku Shoujo no Kashu ni Skito Kaeru to Bungaku Shoujo. Held it in the first take. That was Yui Horie with Wake Up. Last season, you could hear Miss Horie in the roles of Mariana in She Professed Herself Pupil of the Wise Man and Magia Zwat in Miss Kuriitsu from the Monster Development Department. You know, I have to hand it to Marvel's television department. Sure, their movies recently have felt like a copy and paste of one another, but storytelling and vision thrive when it comes to their miniseries. Marvel also isn't afraid to get weird with its narrative, with tales that feel more akin to stuff like Terry Gilliam and David Lynch, as evident with WandaVision and Loki. Moon Knight, the latest Marvel TV series, continues with this trend, and it might be the strangest one thus far. Oscar Isaac plays Stephen Grant, a museum worker with his fair share of quirks. Every night, he chains himself to his bed, as his body has a way of taking him to the other side of the world without warning. That's because Stephen is also Mark Spector, an American mercenary with strange powers. 
He is the avatar of the Egyptian moon god Khonshu, which allows Steven to transform into Moon Knight. As all of this goes on, the cult leader Arthur Harrow, played by Ethan Hawke, keeps tabs on Steven as it was he who used to be Khonshu's avatar. So, where do we begin to talk about Moon Knight? Well, one thing people should know is that this is a totally different story than the other Marvel TV series. The character of Stephen Grant is very much an unlikely candidate of being a superhero. He's awkward, weird, nervous, and has speech mannerisms that bring to mind the late, great Marty Feldman. But when he lets Mark take control, the character becomes a total badass. And that switch between weird museum guy and deadly mercenary is a pretty cool transformation to watch unfold. While this is a superhero story first, Moon Knight is also a pretty good character study. Steven has a lot of problems on top of his dissociative identity disorder. Seeing him attempt to get on with his job, find someone like the reluctant human statue to vent to, and having a hard time being taken seriously by those around him demonstrates the sort of hardships this guy goes through every single day. Add an Egyptian god that starts to constantly talk to him, as well as a plethora of monsters trying to kill him, and you get a very good idea of why this dude's a nervous wreck. Ethan Hawke's transformation into Arthur Harrow made me not realize it was the actor until I saw the damn end credits. Arthur is a great polar opposite to Steven, brimming with confidence with his strange powers and unique routines. Because I don't think I'm the only one who cringed when you saw him pour broken glass into his shoes and put them on. Christ, you could almost feel those cuts. The addition of Layla, played by Kay Calamari, has been an interesting ad thus far, as she has been a terrific backbone that aids Steven into becoming the hero he's destined to be. Visually, Moon Knight kicks ass. Whether it's London or the Austrian Alps, every location brims with beauty. When it comes time to see Moon Knight himself in action, there's a mixture of coolness and frights when it comes to the monsters and battles on screen. Although I will admit that seeing Steven just punch a jackal in the face was fucking awesome and hilarious all at once. Moon Knight easily has my attention. It once again showcases just how wonderfully weird Marvel is going with its TV series. I only hope that both Miss Marvel take some cues from this, not to mention the upcoming Doctor Strange movie. I went into Moon Knight knowing nothing about the character, and it resulted in me wanting to be completely invested in Moon Knight and his world. You can catch it on Disney+, Plus, with all six episodes being live by May 4th. Psychedelic Metal is alive and well in Texas, thanks to the band Peth. Their latest album, Merchant of Death, arrives on May 27th, and this is a sneak peek of what's to come. Here's Abolish the Overseer.
that. Presenting a bold new adventure into Lovecraftian horror and black comedy, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's acclaimed second series, The Terrible Secret of Lot X. Sold to the woman in green. Estelle Thorpe has made a precarious purchase. Get anything good? Contents of automobile trunk, back seat, and glove box unsorted. Mmm, riveting. But this auction win is more than it seems. A deranged man tried to outbid me. He confronted me afterwards. That box you bought? Burn it if you know what's good for you. He who is not to be named killed those boys and it's my fault. Just like he's gonna kill you. To solve the paranormal mystery she's uncovered, Estelle assembles an unlikely crew of curiosity seekers. Moses Cubbenfield, a renowned mountain man author. Estelle, ma'am, I, I, I promise that if you are trying to win me over, the odds are good, but the goods are Cherry Featherbottom, a flapper who's more than she seems. I'm gonna just be upstairs cleaning my gun. <laughs> Who are you, my dad? <laughs> Oswald Sinclair, Hobo King. That's not jam. That is definitely the opposite of jam. That is people jam. Anjana Ramakrishnan, Estelle's partner in a cult adventure. You summoned a demon and you don't remember it, darling. No firearms. Not right now. And Kenneth Rogers, a notorious gambler. I can play cards any old day, but chicken lunch at Thorpe Manor? Mm-mm. That sounds like a mighty fine time, I tell you what. Together, they encounter monsters above and below, and an unholy conspiracy that threatens to shred their sanity to tatters. This is startling and strange, but darling, we might be onto something here. This is why we came to Arkham, after all. Not for murderous grave robbers and disappearing children. The Necronomicon. Whatever your intent with this book, I caution you and say with all certainty, you will find more danger than answers. You brought me back. You, you are brought me back. Brought you back from what? This is not our world. This is not our world at all. When the dance is done and his infernal song rings loudest, there will be no lewd carnality denied to us. You leap onto this thing's back and bury your hatchet in its neck. He howls. I will eat you. Dear Lord, what happened to you? It's t- t- too long to explain. We gotta get to, get to the hospital. I'll tell you what right now. We, we can't go to the police with this. Yeah, I expect you're right. They'll put us in the sanitarium. I... The air gives way to the crushing depths. You're drowning. You're drowning in a sea of yellow. In this program, our cast actually lives the terror. It's an improvised audio drama that uses Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu role-playing game and the wits of our players to weave these uncanny tales. This is a cinematic radio play where anything can happen, and these poor souls never know what's going to crawl out of the darkness. Discover the terrible secret of Lot X, the entire second series now available on your favorite podcast player. Just search for The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program or unlock all our secrets at (laughs) CthulhuMystery.com.
って、じゃあ存在だけど、いつしくも目標に変わってた。ライバル、僕全員やないといけない。Everybody fight it
Treasure Pleasure from their new album, Question. And here's a fun fact. Frontman Kisho is the Japanese voice of Fred in the Scooby-Doo series. You can also hear him later this year in the role of Dark Schneider in Netflix's new adaptation of the classic, Bastard. You know, as much as I have respect for Romance of the Three Kingdoms, I've never really found myself interested in sitting myself down to learn all about it. This mentality of mine may very well change, thanks to the new anime series, Ya Boy Kong Ming, one of the wildest twists on the legendary tale. On his deathbed, Kong Ming prays that the Battle of Wushong Plains is successful. Reborn back to his youth, Kong Ming finds himself in modern-day Shibuya on Halloween night. Naturally, he thinks he's in hell, as he's greeted by partygoers, hard liquor, and loud noises. But in his hell, Kong Ming finds an angel in the form of singer Eiko Tsukimi. After being blown away by her skills, Kong Ming vows to use his strategic skills to make Eiko the biggest pop singer in all of Japan. Maybe even the world. That is the premise of Ya Boy Kong Ming. If an American tried to greenlight a show like this, it wouldn't get past the pilot stage. The idea of one of history's greatest military strategists becoming a pop idol manager should be the dumbest fucking thing on the planet. But, my God, your boy Kong Ming is a goddamn Grand Slam from a written musical and visual aspect. Kong Ming is charming as hell, using his knowledge and personality to woo just about any person he comes across. But it's all for Eiko, who grows as a person and singer thanks to Kong Ming's can-do attitude. It's also very fun seeing owner Kobayashi bonding with Kong Ming, as his love for the Three Kingdoms helps with the strategist getting a job as the bartender at the club Eiko works at. But it's when Kong Ming uses his skills to get people to watch Eiko perform when the real magic of your boy Kong Ming gets to work. I don't want to spoil the tactics that Kong Ming does, as watching everything unfold is a huge part of the fun of this show. With it being a PA Works anime, the same people who did Shirobako, Sakura Quest, and the first season of Uma Musume Pretty Derby, one can expect the most gorgeous animation around, and the studio goes all in for your boy Kong Ming. The party scenes, Echo's guitar playing, the way Kong Ming's robe flows with his movement. Every part of this show is stunning to look at. The same can be said about the music in this series, with J-pop singer Kuro Neko taking the reins of Echo's singing voice from Seiyu Kaede Hondo. While I would have liked to have heard Hondo sing it herself, Kuro Neko just blows every song Echo sings out of the water. Ya boy Kong Ming might be the biggest surprise of the spring 2022 anime season. It is entertaining from start to finish. The characters are awesome. The story is unique. And the music... Well, it slaps. Go and watch it on High Dive and read the manga, which Kodansha has released in the US. I may barely know anything of Romance of the Three Kingdoms, but ya boy Kaming is certainly getting me interested in knowing more. Also, you can bet that I'm going to spin something from this anime when they start releasing its songs. Seriously, they're bangers, every single one of them. Those alone are reason enough to check out your boy Kong Meng for yourself. So what I'm trying to say is, watch it, damn it! 
Anyways, back to the music. Miyavi had quite the year in 2021 outside of the music scene, with him scoring a role in three different Netflix releases the movie Kate as Jojima, Finn in the League of Legends series Arcane, and Koketsu in the anime spin off Bright Samurai Soul. Here's a B side from his most recent single, Strike It Out, and it is called Dumb. To the people go mad Feels good so you know that it's bad Feels good so you know that it's bad Dumb, dumb, dada, dumb, dumb That's the way your face goes out Do the choice that we had One time we can never go back Two times we can never go back Dumb, dumb, dada, dumb, dumb That's the way go community focused on diversity, inclusion, representation, conversation, and fun on Twitch. Want to be fam? For chill community vibes, Wednesday nights at 7, join BC Row for the Wednesday wind down. Friday nights, join us for Let's Plays where we explore narrative and single player campaign games. Stop by on Fridays at 7. Catch our flagship podcast, The Tribunal, live every other Sunday at 3 p.m where we talk about issues that are important to us as Black women. Issues like representation, inclusion, diversity, and more within the video games and entertainment industries. Check our channel and social handles to find out when a new tribunal is going to drop. We've got even more content on our YouTube channel, Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter handles, and our website, blackandpat.com. So join in the conversation in whatever way you like at Black and Pat. Remember, always and never or. All times are Eastern. with Final Frontier from their latest EP, Spaceship Earth. The mysterious duo claimed to be visitors from the planet Kepler-452b, who crash-landed on Earth after their ship malfunctioned during a holiday getaway. I wonder if that planet's near Coosbane. And now, folks, it's time for part two of four of our Beantown Sampler, Boston Calling Edition. Each week until the Boston Calling Festival happens on May 27th to the 29th, we will be showcasing three of the 12 local acts that will be performing on the Tivoli Audio Orange Stage. Our first act today goes by the name Aaron and the Lord, so named because of its two main members, the Sheila Divine's Aaron Perino and the Dirty Bang's Stephen Lord. Their self-titled debut was released last year, and they will be hitting the Tivoli Audio Orange stage on Sunday. From their self-titled release, here are Aaron and the Lord with 
This love ain't dead. got your pop culture reactions and news over at leaguepodcast.com the league of ordinary gentlemen comic book podcast is more than just comic check us out wherever you get your podcast on social at leak podcast maybe i'm a fool if i put all my face in you but you were made just for me And I need you to adore me And I think you do
wanted you. For your eardrums, that was Ali McGurk with Long Time from 2017's Slow Burn. Ali will be hitting the club circuit on the east coast of America all throughout May, ending things currently with a Saturday performance at Boston Calling. We will showcase one more Boston Calling act in a sec, but first, I feel like I'm sounding like a broken record every April when it comes to what I'm about to talk about. But it needs to be repeated because nothing is being done about it. All right, it's time for a bastard soapbox. Well, it's April, and once again, my life is being bombarded with ads, tweets, Instagram posts, TikToks, and so many other fucking things about Autism Awareness Month. At this point, everyone's aware of it. 
It's why more people are trying to change it to Autism Acceptance Month, which I agree with. With that being said, how come we spend an entire month raising awareness and championing acceptance only to do nothing to change the way it's perceived by the masses? Here's the thing, and I say this practically every year. There are many different levels of the spectrum. There's low, mid, and high-functioning. And as you can guess, I am very much in that high-functioning category. Now, there are some people who want to get rid of the way we categorize it as they claim that all autism is the same. I like to call those people fucking morons, and they should sit down, shut up, and let us categorize it as is. My reason for not wanting to get rid of these labels is because, to the masses, people like me don't exist. When you see a news story about an autistic person or watch a piece of entertainment with an autistic character, 99% of the time they are people in the lower functioning category. And because of this, there is a lack of respect for those who are autistic. They're trying to blend in with the crowd, get on with their lives, and attempt to achieve great things in their personal life. I say this because this has happened to me on many occasions. I have been talked down to, not taken seriously, not seen as a grown-ass adult, not deemed dateable, and not seen as responsible by people, all because of my autism. And it's a very big reason why I don't talk about it often. It's not because I'm ashamed of being autistic, but I'm sure as hell not exactly proud of it either. Personally, I hate that all of my hard work and any person's hard work who is high on the spectrum could easily be judged solely because of said disability. My opinions, my creative sides, and my accomplishments could become meaningless because people can't see past the spectrum that I just so happen to be a part of. And because of that, it's hard to move up in this world of ours. Granted, there are many opportunities I've been given, and a lot of trust has been placed on my shoulders with some of my jobs. However, I had to work three times as hard as the average person to get maybe half of what normal folks receive. It's bullshit, and it needs to stop. A few years back, I said I wanted to see progress made with how autism is portrayed by the media, how people on the spectrum are showcased by news outlets, showcase how we're practically no different from any other average person, save for maybe a quirk or two. And I gave them a year to at least try. That time frame has since long passed. And since I recorded that segment, I've seen jack shit done to fix this issue. And honestly, I'm fed up. This perception on autism needs to change, and nobody is doing anything to work at it. We have organizations that spend most of their time demonizing autism, scaring people into thinking it's the worst thing on the planet. The very organizations that claim to speak for us would rather terrify the public with lies than uplift the masses with truths. I hate having to repeat myself every single year when Autism Acceptance Month comes around. But I need to, because nothing is getting done. And to those who tell me to do something about it, I'm fucking trying. 
But the problem is, one guy can't take on an entire society brainwashed into thinking that autistic people are burdens. And if you personally think autistic people are lost causes, then turn my podcast off, but not before I tell you to go fuck yourself. Society's perception of autism needs to change, and it needs to change now. If society does nothing to better that perception, then autistic people will forever be seen as less than humans. I am here to say that I am a human being, that my life matters, that my hard work should be acknowledged and respected, that my voice deserves to be elevated. And I say all of this without an ounce of ego in my essence. But I have a feeling that when April 2023 comes around, you're going to hear me talking about this once again because nobody cared to do something about it. And thus, I step off of my soapbox for today. Remember, these are the opinions of myself not of any of the music artists, shows I advertise, and those part of the Land of Ash. But please, do me a favor. If you're going to support an autism organization, please donate to Punks for Autism. They have some amazing t-shirts that have some badass designs, with the proceeds going to charities that are actually trying their damnedest to change the people's perspective of autism. And do yourself a favor and go back to the No Borders No Race episode where I interview its founder. It's some good shit. So, let's calm down and go back to our playlist. Our final Boston Calling act is Paper Tigers, who have a new single coming out on the 29th called A Portrait of a Scene. They'll be playing Boston Calling on Sunday, and from their A Schism Cataclysm EP is An Enemy at the Gates.
churros, butterbeer, funnel cake, boysenberry. There's no food like theme park food. Eat the Magic is a YouTube series about theme park food in Southern California and maybe Florida. Eat the Magic is hosted by a childless millennial of real repute, Jared the Greek. Karen's want him, Chad's wants to be him, no bothers given. Tune into our show, Eat the Magic, on YouTube. See our thirst for Dole Whip on Instagram at Eat the Magic. We'll see you real soon at the parks. Why? Because we like you.
From last year's Colin album, that was Ari Sasaki with Fireworks. Ari will be returning to the world of laid-back camp this summer with her contributing the end theme Mimosa to the upcoming big screen adaptation. So マーブルのサイシのテレビシリーズではヘンナオコトにイジプトのカミガミの力を与えましたけっかたくさんの素晴らしい話や記憶に残るキャラクターをもたらしていますムーンナイトはマーブルがミシラの人の話をする時が最高
Mike Rogers show coming to you live from Tokyo, Japan, a year end special. And I'll be with my good friend, Evan Borgold. And you can tune into the Mike Rogers show. We play Japanese music, Japanese pop, Japanese, uh, uh, and you can win a bazillion dollars on this show. I don't know how you can, but maybe, you know, if you listen to the show, maybe you can somehow, maybe buy a raffle ticket or something. The Mike Rogers Show, yes, tune in. We're going to have our year-end top five countdown. It's going to be way cool, and you can hear more good songs just like this.
Young Gov with Low Low Lonely from his latest release, Gov 3. The occasional fucked up guitars and no warning frontman isn't done by a long shot with 2022, with the next record, Gov 4, coming out later this year. I am always excited when Ben Cook unleashes a record under his Young Gov persona. Nothing but good vibes from that guy. Well, that about wraps up this week's episode of No Borders, No Race. Remember, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos from the Boston Bash Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbashbrigade.com, like us on facebook.com slash bostonbashbrigade, and follow us on b3crew.tumblr.com. And you can follow me, your King Baby Duck, on Twitter, the J-Pop, Video Games, Anime, Amino Pages, Instagram, and Twitch at King Baby Duck ESH. Don't forget to give some love to our friends at Black Compat, which you can find at blackcompat.com, twitch.tv slash blackcompat, and youtube.com slash blackcompat. Promotional consideration provided for this week's track from the Kaplurians, made possible by Shameless Promotion PR. A very special thank you to Kabar PR for Peth. And a nod to Clay Inferno for aiding with the Beantown Sampler. Check back soon for a special roundtable podcast interview with Takayuki Hirao, the director of Pompo the Cinephile. The film hits theaters at the end of the month, and I highly recommend checking it out. We'll also be at PAX East this weekend, so keep your eyes peeled for game previews and interviews we conduct on the convention floor. We're ending things with the return of Asian Kung Fu Generation, who just won the Best Respect Artist Award at this year's Space Shower Music Awards. They also released their 10th studio album, Planet Folks. And from that release is Liberated Zone. And until next time, this is your King Baby Duck, reminding you that you don't have to be from Boston to be a bastard, but it sure helps. Do you know ラジオで魂が傘かさのまま光らびてごすく切り君を呪くらいなら僕の名を外と呼んでくれよ指で何度も頬骨を撫でて
場外の雑踏上り詰めた先の緩やかな坂道を下り通り雨の後の草むらの蒸気ずぶ濡れの雑誌膨れ上がるイメージ帰る家のない老人と暗い目をした青年タワーマンションの最上階からばらまかれる紙くず手垢まみれの貨幣と足跡だらけの地方地名だけが古いままの新しい地図外放Hey guys, this is your King Baby Duck Evan Borgo from the Electric Sisterhood and your host for the No Borders No Race podcast. Each episode, we play the best, brightest, and hottest acts from Japan, America, Europe, and the rest of the world. Every song spun is but a mere taste of what you can expect of the artists heard, so if you truly loved what hit your eardrums, please be sure to support these musicians and buy their albums, EPs, and singles. Places like Amazon.com, CD Japan, Yes Asia, Bandcamp, iTunes, and even your local record store are great places to plop down some sweet moolah to let those artists know that they're doing a heck of a good job with their melodies. The more an artist gets support from listeners, the better the chance that they'll come to a venue nearest you to play the sounds that won your heart. This message is brought to you by the Boston Bash Brigade, reminding you all to support your local, national, And international artists any way you can.